0: This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another Gulf Stories moment from the University of West Florida's Innovation Institute. My name is Christian Garman. My guest today, Dr. Jane Caffrey, professor from the Center for Environmental Diagnostics and Bioremediation and the Department of Biology at UWF. And today we're talking about the humble oyster. Dr. Caffrey, how are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you for asking me to come back.
0: Yes, it's great to have you back on our show. So we're talking about, as you say, the humble oyster here in northwest Florida. Our uh, oyster is prolific? here on the Gulf Coast?
1: They are very much. uh, The eastern oyster is is very abundant on the Gulf of Mexico and also along the Atlantic Coast.
0: When I think of oysters, I will tell you I am shallow in that immediately I think of dinner. Uh, I I assume oysters have other significant functions besides being mighty tasty.
1: Right. So obviously, we're really interested in them because we love to eat them, or at least many people love to eat, eat them. But they also serve some other important functions in the estuary. They can protect shorelines, prevent shoreline erosion, and they also can have a significant impact on water quality, really improving water quality.
0: So sounds like they have a big impact on their surrounding environment. Is that sort of, you know, life will find a way kind of the deal with all living organisms that they tend to help or hurt their surrounding environments? Or do oysters play a bigger role in their surrounding environment than maybe what is, quote, normal?
1: I think oysters... Play kind of a unique role because they are living organisms, but they also form this hard structure. So, in the Gulf of Mexico, it's kind of unusual for us to have hard structures. It's not like we're the Northeast where we have rocks, you know, rocky intertidal areas. So, the oysters basically provide a kind of habitat that is not really found any other place. And so, there are only organisms that may be associated with oyster reefs compared to other other habitats.
0: Okay. Well, that was going to be my next question is, are there other organisms associated with oyster reefs? So so such as, what What else? When we think of oyster reefs, we think of oysters. What else are we talking about?
1: You, na- you name it. It's, oh, okay. it's probably there. So, <laughs> so a huge, huge diversity of uh, invertebrates. They can be an important nursery ground for a lot of the commercial fisheries. And in fact, there was a very interesting study done back in the 1880s of a scientist who recognized this unique community of organisms associated with oysters. I'm actually most interested in the microbial communities associated with oysters, and so that's been the focus of some of my research.
0: Is someone listening thinking, you know, I, I'd love to go see if I can find myself some oysters? I've had friends who've done that from time to time. How do you narrow in on where you might find them? I mean, you know, I, it's a whole lot of
1: coastline. Right. Well... Oysters generally live in estuaries. The eastern oysters, and, you know, there are other oyster sure. species that live, you know, other places, but along the Gulf Coast, they're going to be in the estuary. And generally they like salinity that's between around 10 parts per 1000 up to maybe about 28. Sometimes you'll find them in higher salinity areas, but they they're kind of unusual in in really preferring this this estuarine environment. They they do very well.
0: Dr. Caffrey, the last thing I want to ask is we, we've yet to talk about challenges they face. I'm sure like any other living organism, they've got their share of threats. What what are some of those?
1: Well, obviously, because we like to eat them. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you know, there there is a challenge of over-harvesting. They, they can suffer from disease. There are a variety of parasites. And, you know, in recent years, because of global climate change, uh, we're having challenges because... Uh, changing amounts of fresh water and, you know, freshwater drought situations, that, that can also lead to a challenge as well.
0: Has it? Or, or is that just a potential threat?
1: Well, I don't, I don't know if it's really been documented. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest part of the equation is sort of humans. Mm-hmm. So two, two examples I'll give you. One, the Apalachicola Bay system mm-hmm. um, where, you know, there's concerns about the amount of fresh water coming into Apalachicola Bay and how that affects the oyster fishery there. I will say negatively that's a big problem. And the other one relates to um, Deepwater Horizon. Following the Deepwater Horizon, they released a huge amount of fresh water, and that really set back the oyster beds for several years.
0: Very interesting discussion on the humble oyster with Dr. Jane Caffrey from the University of West Florida. Thank you so
1: much, ma'am. Thank you.
0: For more Gulf Stories moments, visit slash podcast or go to the podcast page of npr.org.